The all-grade app of reminders inspired this blog. Facebook let me know that last year around this time I was strolling the streets of Istanbul and enjoying the sights. It all began with my mom, she called my little sister and felt it was time to visit our little brother in Turkey. She enjoyed her stay there, the previous year and yes her favorite child needed our company. It was a spur of a moment, I didn't think we were going right away but a week later we stood outside the Turkish embassy grinning like idiots. One year multiple entry visas approved. We got in the car and started singing, we going to you Europe, we going to you Europe, we going to you Europe. All the way home like toddlers on a sugar high. It was such an impulsive trip but what is life without spontaneity? Packing started immediately. We flew in from Lusaka to Harare the previous week to apply for Turkish visas. We are both residents of Zambia, I didn't anticipate such a quick and smooth visa process I didn't bring anything warm for the biting winter cold of Europe. The itinerary was a bit hectic, fly to Oliver Tambo, board the Emirates the following afternoon, 8 hours to Dubai, 2 hours layover and 4 hours to Istanbul International Airport. We figured we had a whole day in Johannesburg to go shopping for warm clothes. The following night our mother dropped us at Robert Mugabe International Airport. And two young ladies were besides themselves with excitement as they headed for Johannesburg. Cousin Admire picked us from the airport and we crashed at his house. He is the best, the hospitality was immaculate. The following morning we were by Rontberg Mall shopping for beanies, scarfs, jackets and sweatpants. 2 p.m. we had already checked in at Oliver Tambo International Airport. In a parallel universe I know the itinerary would have indicated that the boarding gate at Dubai International Airport layover was miles away. Two ladies were seen huffing and puffing tearing across the airport to their designated boarding gate. Hiring a go-kart was a practical plan instead of lounging by McDonald's and stuffing our faces with unhealthy oily fries. We made it in the nick of time. Four hours later we were at the Istanbul International Airport exhausted and hungry but the excitement eclipsed all of that. I didn't anticipate the cold, as we hailed for a cab outside. I looked at Natasha, like what the hell is this weather? Hush African child, welcome to Europe and do take in a lungful of that first world polluted air. We were in a bit of tiff with a cabbie because of the language barrier but Google Translate came to the rescue. Malta Bay, Huzuravi is where we were headed. Two hours later we arrived in the quaint lovely suburb of Malta Bay, in hindsight taking a bus would have been cost effective, almost free compared to 300 Turkish lira for a cab. My little brother damn near cried when he opened the door and his two sisters stood there with broad smiles. The quiet Maltepe suburb was awakened by incoherent staccato screams reinforced by Vulcan grip hugs and Cheshire smiles. A beautiful reunion. Instead of going to our hotel we decided to crash the night at his apartment and do some catching up. He shares a three-bedroom apartment with two other Zimbabwean guys. The evening was nostalgic for them as we snacked on Maputi, Mizoe Orange Crush and Saravita that we had brought from Motherland. Jet lag got the best of me, it took one week for my body clock to adjust to the new time zone. Turkey is two hours ahead, Natasha and I woke up at Gadam 4am for a week. That pissed me off because anyone who knows me, knows this girl loves her sleep. The following day we checked in at the hotel, the Kadakui Suites. Our entire stay was at Kadakui, a bustling residential neighborhood at the shores of the Asian side of Istanbul. Noisy place with cafes, trams, the Kadakui Bull, which is a monumental historic statue to the Turks, bookstores, open flea markets and the famous fish market. 
Kadukui was just perfect for that full Istanbul experience. The Kadukui Bulls Statue My brother was our tour guide and he is fluent in Turkish so it was easy to maneuver around the city. We found a, a tiny cafeteria next to our hotel that served the same meal every day. Rice, shredded chicken and garden salad for 6 Turkish lira, that's like a dollar. I was in disbelief. Every meal came with copious amount of bread, soup and bottomless chai tea. For free. At first I thought hold up, we didn't order these extras, only to be told it's free. It is the land of bread, every meal comes with bread. I knew after this trip a girl needed to go on a carb diet. We walked and explored Kadukui. The Turks are warm and friendly and have a rich chai tea culture. They greet you with a tiny glass of chai, they offer it every waking minute, I mean they drink chai more than water. I couldn't refuse the heartfelt offers of chai and filled my bladder with it. Oh happy days. It was time to venture the European side of Istanbul. What is Istanbul without going to the famous Grand Bazaar? So we took a ferry to cross the Bosphorus, a narrow strait that separates the two continents, Asia and Europe. The Grand Bazaar is one of the largest markets in the world stretching to 61 roads. The place is a hive of activity with myriads of merchandise and merchant playing their wits to lure you into buying from them. I almost bought a monkey. I love the beautiful rugs, they have the Aladine type of rugs I suspect they fly at night. Turkey was founded from the Ottoman Empire the descendants of Aladine. A flying carpet was very plausible, definitely in my rights of thought. We found Salt Bay's restaurant and decided to have a light meal. To our dismay one clam cost 35 American dollars and that was a wrap. As it should be. We walked all day, everything you ever needed in one market is capitalism best bet and an empty pocket for me. The European side of Istanbul had a different fashion sense, less hijabs and more boots and coats. It is also famous for cosmetic surgery and a normal day to run into a, a couple of people with a cast nose and lip fillers. I don't recommend cosmetic surgery Istanbul because I watched the show botched and most patients have their procedures done in Turkey. More Turks speak English than the Asian side which was definitely a breath of fresh air. The street food is one of my favorite experiences in Istanbul. As a, a country of the bread connoisseur it would be a travesty not to have bread as part of the street food culture. Batam tis, meat the sea meat. This is bread shaped like a donut ring with sesame seeds on the crust. Every street corner has a sea meat cart. Some have chocolate inside, crunchy outside, soft inside with gooey chocolate is a sinful pleasure. Of course it is difficult to avoid a sea meat cart when they are at every 100 meter peg, but I tried not to eat it every day. 10 points for me. I cannot say the same for Natasha the carb muncher. She is probably going to strangle me for this, just like the sea meat cart, there are clams everywhere and this is my brother's easy indulgence. I will call him the clam gobbler. I am a dead man walking, I am not a fan of seafood, heck I don't even like sushi but the clam stands added a great anesthetic to the scene. The doner is my favorite, with rotisserie meat wheeling around all day, one can have a flavorful tender meat wrapped up in seconds anywhere on the streets. These wraps were so good I had two at a time. Oh bite me, it wasn't an everyday thing. It is hard to resist when the air is filled with doner spicy aroma. The most fascinating thing is they smear sour milk everywhere, it's a thing with any meal. I had an unpleasant encounter with this sour milk tradition when I ordered mac and cheese but turned out to be macaroni drenched in sour milk. A plate was seen hurtling in the air towards the chef. In a parallel universe of course. The food overly was amazing and ridiculously cheap. One extra week in Istanbul, and I will be on my 600-pound life.
Don't even get me started on the Turkish chocolate. Get. Out of dot town. We got a box filled with chocolates for motherland and forgot it at my brother's house. The pain upon realization is that of one who sits on a cactus with a bare bottom. We traveled to different places, sightseeing and shopping. We enjoyed Taskim Square, Asabadem, Meta, Galatasaray, Gostep, Lale, Anilan, Bostansi, Yenisara and so many other places. I am thankful for my brother we managed to see so many places, without him we would have been stuck in Kadukui. I got used to the stares from them whites, black people are rare. They even asked to take pictures with us, I was Beyonce light in them streets. Lale was packed with black people, mostly West Africans. We waved at each other on some hey brother slash sister, I see you. With a multiply entry visa the plan was to return in summer but coronavirus happened and all the plans flew out of the window. The shopping was an unforgettable experience because of the factory prices and latest fashion trends. Genuine quality products. The all-around European feel was exciting, the convenience of trams, the metro and ferry made it an enjoyable affair. Our last night in Istanbul my brother threw us a little farewell barbecue and invited their small community of 10 Zimbabweans. I was sad to leave Istanbul but I miss my family back home, especially my kids. We had a long 12-hour flight to Oliver Tambo and an unbelievable 8-hour layover before flying home to Lusaka. As soon as COVID-19 is cleared, I am going back in summer. I am stuck in reminiscent phase. Galay Galay Donna Sejum.